0: Proverbs 31, if you want to open your Bibles. I'll try to do this without setting the place on fire. Is that going to stay there? One more
1: yes, thank you.
0: Kings kids, if you are in second grade or shorter or younger, I mean, then you are dismissed. We have a good Kings kids crew ready to. I think you're learning about Gideon today. Boy, are they ready. The rest of you, turn to Proverbs 31. We're going to start in verse 10. Proverbs 31, 10.
1: Go. Right. The wife of noble character. A wife of noble character who can find She is worth more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for all her female servants. She considers the fields and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamps do not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her beds She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he has taken his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instructions is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed her husband also, and he praises her. Many women women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her work bring her praise at the city gate.
0: This is momentous. We are closing out the book of Proverbs. Um, It's been a long time coming, so thanks to those who have stuck with it. We appreciate you. Um, Proverbs has given us a lot of talking points over the last year. We've talked about humility, having a chill, cool spirit proverbs talks a lot warns us against the dangers of alcohol the dangers of uh, sexual immorality proverbs goes everywhere talks about relationships talks about work but the dominating theme has been the fear of the lord proverbs 31 does not deviate from that theme Proverbs 31 is not an appendix. It is not an add-on. It is not just a clever poem that somebody decided to tack on to the end of Proverbs. Proverbs 31, and I titled this Resolve. Proverbs 31 shows us what it looks like when a human being has the firm determination to fear the Lord decides firmly on a course of action and a lifestyle of I will fear the Lord, what will that look like? Proverbs 31. It is not a common person. It is not It's not meant to shame us. It's not meant to make you feel guilty. It's not meant to put you in your place. It's not meant for you to use on other people to put them in their place. This is who you should be. Don't go there. Proverbs 31. This woman who chooses to fear the Lord is is actually the embodiment of wisdom. That should should remind us of something. Early in Proverbs, in the middle of Proverbs, and then here at the end of Proverbs, this, this is another example of lady wisdom. Someone who embraces all that God gives them and does more with it fears the Lord in every area of their life as if they are living out the book of Proverbs. Remember, Proverbs are not promises. They're general observations and guidelines of what it looks like to have God first in your heart and in your mind in every area of life. It's going to change you. What does that change look like? Proverbs 31. Will it look that way to everybody? No, we, all, we are in a different culture, a different setting. You have different experiences. You have started with different privileges. You have started with different disadvantages. Our society and our culture is always sending mixed messages about what it means to be human, what it means to be male, what it means to be female, people have always been struggling between who God made us to be and who we feel like we are. We're going to spend some time on verses 10 through 31, but first, I need to remind you that we've already covered in Proverbs 31, verses 1 through 9. Verses 1 through 9, I'm going to read those. The words of King Lemuel, an oracle That his mother taught him. That's a really interesting observation. So these aren't just the words of a king to his son, which is the bulk of Proverbs, right? From Solomon, the wisdom of a a father to his sons. I love the balance here. These are the words of a mother. Don't mom's words strike differently? (laughs) They should. Different observation, different perspective. Does mom know you a little differently than dad knows you? It happens in families. Three things she teaches him. Verse 2, what are you doing, my son? Those are the classic words of a mom. What are you doing? Maybe it wasn't like that. What are you doing? I brought you to life, son of my womb, right? I brought you into this world. I can take you out. Don't do these things. What are you doing, son of my vows? Here, here, listen to this first warning in verse 3. Do not give your strength to women. This is, this, she's, not, she's a woman. She's not speaking against women. This is a warning. This is an observation and a warning about how you guard your sexuality. Verse 4. It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drink warning against alcoholism, a warning against drunkenness, but ultimately, while I don't drink, I just it's a warning against it's a warning against all addictions. And it's ad- this mother is advocating for strong self-control. lest when they drink they forget what has been decreed, pervert the rights of all the afflicted, Give strong drink to the one who is perishing and wine to those in bitter distress. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Here's the third. Open your mouth and judge righteously. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. So three warnings from a mother to her son. She warns them about sexuality. That will make you or break you in this life. She warns him about self-control. That can make you and break you in this life. She warns him about justice, especially towards the poor and the needy. Justice, that, how you handle what is right and what is wrong and how you handle helping other people will really influence the course of your life. Good gravy. Solomon could have used a mom like that. You think back to Solomon's great sins, right? Oh, you think Lemuel's mom may have heard a thing or two about Solomon? No son of mine is going to have a thousand concubines and this many wives. Boy, guard your sexuality. Guard, be careful. The women aren't the problem. You are. You can't, Solomon can't blame anybody but himself. Don't go pointing the finger. Self control, justice. This wisdom leads naturally right into this final section about the woman who fears the Lord. Write this down. Here are some things we don't know about her. We don't know anything about her hair, her nails, her clothing. Was she stylish? she shop at Old Navy or Banana Republic. I mean, was she, the, was she the Miss Me jeans girl or was she the yoga pants kind of mom? Like, what's going on there? Fixy, classy, relaxed, comfortable? Uh, doesn't matter. She could be either, any mixture of those things. Number two, We don't get any information about her family influence or pedigree. How did she grow up? What side of the tracks was she on? What school did she go to? Uh, Who were her friends? What was she voted most likely to be? We don't know if her family was wealthy. We don't know if her family was poor. You know why? When it comes to the fear of the Lord, none of those things matter. Number three, we don't get any information on her IQ, her education, her certificate levels. Is she well-trained? Is she qualified to do all these things, or is she just winging it? What's going on? How, how does she know how to buy and sell things and handle herself in the marketplace? Like Number four, we don't know whether her kids are public, private, or homeschool. Doesn't seem to me like she has time for homeschool. Can she afford private school? Are her kids in public education? What's happening there? Those 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 things really they're not talked about because they don't matter. When it comes to fear of the Lord. She could be any of those things and still do all these things. Fifth. Thing we don't know about her are her political leanings. We don't know whether she believed in six literal days of creation or not. We don't know what level of trust she has in the doctors and medicines of her day. We don't know about her stance on equality. We don't know about her stance on environmental issues, her stance on conspiracy theories. Listen to me. We are on dangerous ground if we tie our faith to cultural trends and markers that are not a part of the gospel. I'm going to say that again. We are on dangerous ground whenever we tie our faith to cultural trends and markers that are not a part of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which we've talked about before, is the fear of the Lord. To fear the Lord is to love the Lord, is to accept Jesus as the Son of God, who died in your place to pay for your sins, resurrected the third day, ascended to heaven, and is coming back to make all things right, to rule and reign forever as the King of kings and Lord of lords. That's the gospel. We adjust our lives to it, and then it adjusts us. And we need to be careful because it's a danger, not just for us. Well, these are different days. This, it's a problem with every generation that has ever lived. You start taking the troubles that you see around you and you come up with the best way to live your life and you wed those things to your faith. And now it becomes a matter of if you have faith, you'll live it this way. If you have faith, you'll live it this way. And we are on dangerous ground anytime we take a cultural trend and marry it to our faith. I want to strip that away this morning because the woman of Proverbs, this virtuous woman, there's so much we don't know about her because it can go different ways. We have freedom in Christ to decide some of those details differently than our brothers and sisters in Christ and it's okay can we agree on the most important thing and then Proverbs 31 can we live it out in such a way that it's clear to the world that we love God we love our families we love our church and we love even our enemies the down and out. That's what I'm seeing in Proverbs 31. And uh, there are a lot that's not talked about. I think that's on purpose. Proverbs has not shied away from talking about a lot of specific things. So why now to be general? Because it matters on purpose. We are a fear of the Lord people who look back to the Son of God and the promises of God, just like the Proverbs 31 woman is living by faith that is looking forward to God being her salvation. It's the same faith and the same God. It will look different through different cultures and different times of history and in different political parties, but faith is faith. Verse 10. An excellent wife who can find... uh, no one. They either find you, men, settle for you, dudes, or they grow into that position in spite of you. It's not something you find. That's why she's more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts her if you're the kind of person who writes in their Bible I would circle the word trust and notice as I'm reading through this notice the feelings not just of this woman but of the people around her and the way she changes reality for people there's a lot in this world we should not trust but to trust your spouse that's deep verse 12 She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works willing hands. I I circled the word willing. Like she's doing this of her own accord. She's taking up these tasks. The the Bible doesn't say to do all of these things that she's about to do, She's, she's putting some of these things on herself willingly and she's, now she's, verse 14, she's like the ships of the merchants. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household portions, even for her maidens, her household servants. Like, wait a time out. If I had servants, they're serving me. She's getting up early to make sure they're cared for. Like, I thought you had servants so you didn't have to get up. Like, what's going on in this woman's life? She's doing hard things using her self-control, using her own inconveniences to equip the people in her household to do more things. If they're still her servants, they've got other jobs to do. So she's doing this to free them up to do something else and I just like that That give and take. They're her servants, but she's serving them. You see that? No wonder they call her blessed. She considers a field. Considers. I circled the word considers. Like she's a thinking woman. She considers a field, buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants. It doesn't say wheat. It says a vineyard. Uh, When I preached through John 15 way back in the day in the youth group, When you plant a vineyard, that is a lifelong task. Vineyards don't pop up overnight. They don't bear fruit within a year. Some of them not within five years. If you're planting a vineyard, you're going into business for a very long time. And you are very patient. You have to nurture those things, handle those things, bind to those things, care for those things, even when they're not producing anything. She considered this. She thought about this. She she, she didn't just jump in. Oh, it's a great opportunity. Wham! She's it's not a pyramid scheme. She's not selling Tupperware. I have nothing against Tupperware. I love Tupperware, especially that pickle thing. You ever seen that pickle <laughs> thinger? That was the coolest Tupperware thing ever on planet Earth. It even had the pickle color. I don't know. My that was weird. But she's not into just. This is not a fad for her. She's making a calculated investment that's going to take a lot of time the rest of her life, but also begin paying off for the rest of her life. Verse 17, she dresses herself. Yes, we're going to. What does she wear? Strength. I got that Rosie the Riveter. You know, her sleeves are rolled up like she's. She dresses herself with strength, ability, confidence. It's just not its not just a word for physical strength. She is going to be strong in ways that some of us guys will never be. Like coming to church <laughs> four days after having a baby. Girl, you are on a different level than I am. I'd be... Feet up, hand me a drink. I am whining and crying, everything hurts. Um, yeah, there, there's some strength. She perceives. I circled the word perceives in verse 18. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She plans, she prepares, she puts her hand, she works with her hands. She opens her hand to the poor. She works with her hands for herself and for her family, but she also has generous hands reaching out to the needy. She is not afraid of snow, weather, circumstances. You always know something is coming. She's not afraid of a rainy day. She's ready. She's looking ahead. She's thinking ahead. She's not, her hair is not on fire. She's not just living from paycheck to paycheck. She's working. She's planning. And I'm just telling you, all of this stuff, it speaks to me not of a person at any particular moment in their life. This is somebody who is thinking 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, 50 years down the road. The fear of the Lord helps you honor the Lord in the moment, But then prepare to serve him for the rest of your life. Do you have that kind of mindset? Babies grow up, backs go out, things wear down. Everything you buy ends up in a landfill. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine, linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates. He sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity. Ooh, I like those words in verse 25. How do you want to be known? I want to be known for my integrity, my strength, my dignity all her clothing she laughs at the time to come she opens her mouth with wisdom and like the cherry on top kindness growing up in a very industrious southern California Orange County lifestyle all my friends had career plans um all the girls had career plans. They're going to college. They're going to be professional. They just kind of preach to us as kids go out, serve, work, make money. I mean, just kind of the mindset. If you want it, go get it. Oh, man, I've been in the workforce. I was looking back on my life. So many of my bosses were strong women. I have no doubt. Women can do better at most jobs than men. But what I find so impressive is not all the things that she does. What's impressive in Proverbs 31 to me is who she is. Even when she does all of that, kindness is on her tongue. That blows my mind away. Because my, my mentality of the professional, corporate, pantsuit, suit, sensible shoes, woman, <laughs> work hard, grind it out, handle people, handle people, for, you know, be firm, be strong, make hard decisions, and then not a lot of kindness. And that's not, and that's, I'm not, not sliding women because that's the same thing for a lot of men. The guys who tend to be in charge Strong, unflinching, sometimes rough. You can understand that. They have to make some hard decisions. They have to fire some people. Got to buy some things, sell some things, shut some departments down, right? We understand that mentality of, in this dog-eat-dog world, those who rise to the top have certain type-A personality characteristics, and it's really easy for this one to be neglected this idea of kindness to have all ability sensibility business acumen and still be kind that's the fear of the Lord the fear of the Lord leads us to love and appreciate and revere who God is and then it leads us to care about other people You will not care about other people until you properly fear God and see how he treats you. Then you can love others as Christ has loved you. That's the flow. That's what I'm seeing going on. Fill in a few more blanks here. Number one, this is not an American ideal. (laughs) Uh, When I think of socialites, socialites, when I think of people retirement-focused, when I think of parents who are kid-focused, career-focused, fitness-focused, hobby-focused, or maybe it's just an older generation, kind of the Victorian mindset of the stay-at-home wife who's just kind of, you know, you've seen those pictures, wearing her heels, wearing her apron, wearing her dress, pulling cookies out of the oven right when husband gets home. You know what I'm saying? That this woman here doesn't match up perfectly with any cultural vibe that I've seen or felt. She's, she's special. This is unique. Because I think God's people are supposed to be special and unique. And as God's people, we're not supposed to fit on any blueprint of any culture. There's always going to be something about us that's off. Always something about us that's others. Others. Always something about us that never neglects the poor and the needy, never looks down on people because of their age or their gender. Something about us that cuts through. So this this is not an American woman. This next one's for the guys. Uh, this is not a checklist for wife shopping. Oh yeah, like like you're going like okay, she did that. She, oh, she didn't do that. Circle that one. Come back another. Yep, no this is, this is not a checklist For wife shopping If anything, number three This should be more of a mirror Is this the person You are uh, Because I got a news flash for you If you find this kind of woman Somewhere in the world uh, Number four She's not going to need you That girl don't need anybody working hard, providing for her family, known in the marketplace, loved by her family. Uh, Like, if she's single and slaying it and doing all these things minus the kids and the husband, uh, move on, shark bait, she does not need you. And she's not, yeah, not a lot of time for social stuff. Did you get that? Busy doing all of these things When you're occupied by things that please the Lord, doesn't mean she doesn't have downtime. Doesn't mean she doesn't bathe. Doesn't say she bathes. Come on, she's taking care of herself. If she's, she, yeah, doesn't mean she doesn't have a quiet bath time. Doesn't mean she, you know, doesn't have a spa day every now and then. But she's not concerned about being what I would call a social influencer. She's a people influencer Individually One at a time Face to face Can you imagine that? Doing life only face to oh, face In some ways Man that would make life better <laughs> if I get into the, some of the worst problems In my life when I try to text there's just, Yeah I miss what other people are saying when it's just email, even a phone call. When we're we're not doing life, a heavy amount of life, face to face with people, we, we can't do any of this. This is life. Man, life is messy. People are messy. Interactions are difficult. So number five, don't look for this person, be this person. Somebody stole this out of my notes this week and actually said that to me. Along, I think it was on Thursday or Friday. Actually both, Thursday and Friday, two different people. Just, happy New Year. Yeah, my original title was New Year, New You. And then I had several people say that too this last week, okay? So much for being creative. Just throw that out the window. Be the right person. You can get so caught up Looking at how somebody else is, that you forget this is who you need to be. I'm talking to the guys too. You need to be industrious. You need to be helping others. You need to be working hard. You need to be rising up. You need to be the one that people call blessed. You need to be the one who is known, who has integrity. You need to be the one who's doing face-to-face. You need to be known for your strength. You need to be known for your dignity. You need to open your mouth with wisdom. You need to have kindness. This is not a list for women. It is a woman. But if, if this is just a list for women, then all the rest is for men? Come on. I've already made a strong case. that This is not just the words of a, hus- of, a, of a father to his son. It's a father to all of his kids. These are not just the words of a mom, because this possibly could be Lemuel's mom. Did you know that Proverbs 31, 10 through 31 is alphabetical? Every verse starts with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It's built for memorization. It's built to say, this is the human who is complete from A to Z. This is your blueprint. Well, man, I'm really lacking on that A through F. Okay, circle back around and catch those on another year, right? Resolution, slowly but surely, I want these to be the characteristics of my life. Don't just look for this person, be this person. This is the kind of person, when you fear the Lord, you take every, every advantage you have, every privilege, every position in your life, and then you do more with it you do good with it and you do ministry with it this woman has a lot of advantages in her life she's able, she's got enough money to go buy a field she has enough money uh, and influence that she has servants in her household she seems to have some means right where did that come from did she inherit it is it all from her husband I don't know but it doesn't matter she takes what she is given And then she does more with it. She doesn't take what she's been given and consume it all and make everybody serve her and take everything in life and just enjoy life. That is not how you enjoy life. According to the Bible, the joy of the Lord is supposed to be your strength. When you fear and love God, He becomes your great treasure. And it changes you. What are you going to do with all that God has given you? Will you do more? Will you do good? Will you do ministry? That's what's going on in this Proverbs 31 passage. There is a cultural current in modern societies that tempts us to live a life of ease, that is tempting us to just be entertained to just sit back and consume. There is a culture of being served, but we are not created to be served. We are created to serve God, and God has commanded us to serve others. There's the God loop. We learn to serve God. We learn to love others. We learn to serve others. We're serving God. We learn to serve others. We learn to love others. We discover we are serving God. And God becomes present in every task, in every task, every chore, every job. In modern money, what would it cost to replace a stay-at-home mom? Consider the hours done. Some of you are chuckling already. Laundry, food prep, education or oversight with the kids, taxi service, shopping service, and then you also got to put a price tag on wisdom, counseling. $110,000 a year it would cost to replace the average stay-at-home mom with the hours and the tasks that she gets done what kind of present did you buy your wife dude Merry Christmas (laughs) make it up next year okay no for real though but here's the beautiful part they're not in it for the money they're in it for their family does that mean you're less of a woman if you work outside the home not at all she does who thinks watching her kids while she's buying and selling? Like oh the servants, that's where they come in. Maybe so. But she's paying for it, because she's feeding them, clothing them, housing them too. So it's it's part of the whole thing. That's why I'm saying, not an American ideal. Not like, where does that fit into? I don't know. But here's what I want you to ask yourself men and women married and single alike. Do you fear the Lord enough? To take everything He has given you, and are you resolved this next year to do more good and serve more people? Otherwise, you're falling short of God's expectations for your life. We are designed to work, we are designed to serve, we are designed to enjoy creation. You, it is necessary to have a day off, it's important to have a vacation. I'm not saying we are workaholics. By no means. Workaholism is the idea that I find my identity and purpose and meaning in life in my work. Wrong. My purpose and my identity are in God. I fear Him and I love Him so much that then I can work hard. But I don't live to work. I live for God. Therefore, I work. It's a a fine line. But we have to get it straight. Next blank. God's people have a higher power, a higher calling in their work. And not even just their work, all of life. We have a higher calling in our work, we have a higher power in us when we serve needy people because it's it's more it's about more than just making money, just finishing tasks, just clocking in and out. We are designed to honor God with every breath. So the challenge is Seeing the fear of the Lord bleed or trickle into every daily decision. That will make us a people that looks for God. Look for God at work. Look for God in retirement. Where is God at work? How can I join him? Where is God working in my kids' lives? How can I show them that that's Him? Where is God working in this sickness and this illness? And how can I pray and encourage people that God has more in store for them? Looking and letting the fear of the Lord bleed into every daily decision. Something I also noticed late this week about this Proverbs 31 woman. She didn't help everybody and she didn't fix everything. Got some high-functioning people in this room. You cannot help everyone. You can't fix everything with your kids or at work. So take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and release that anxiety you don't have to fix everybody you fear the Lord and when God puts problems in front of you tackle them to the best of your ability but go home but turn it off you're not designed to take the weight of the world on your shoulders (laughs) Jesus did that sometimes we get the Messiah complex that we need to be everything to everyone that's God's job. Be everyone that you can to the people that are in your sphere and the people that God brings into you. That's the gospel. And share the gospel with them. But don't let the weight, and this is part of the problem of the information age. We, you can feel suffocated by all the evil and all the pain, all the, all the suffering that's going on in the world. Good. Feel that weight. Pray it back onto Jesus. But you need to end your prayer with, Show me where I can help somebody today. And then go do it. That will free you up. Here's the progression that I see going on in this person's life. They fear the Lord. That leads her to be an excellent wife. That leads her to be an excellent mother. That leads her to be an excellent human. If you're not married... You can just skip from fear of the Lord to excellent human. This is why the Apostle Paul pleads and encourages people towards singleness. In your singleness, you are not weighted, weighed down by the cares and wants of your spouse and needs of your kids. I'm here to lift up singleness for you. Serve the Lord. And serve other people. Do it. If the Lord leads you into marriage. Be an excellent spouse. If the Lord leads you to have kids. Or to adopt kids. Be an excellent parent. But that still doesn't remove your responsibility. To be an excellent human to everyone else. Because these are the great two commandments. To love the Lord your God and to love all your neighbors as yourself. I see that operating in this Proverbs 31 woman because that's what the fear of the Lord leads to. Not just day in and day out, but over the course of 10, 30, 50 years. So many Christians. So many Christians. Find something they're good at. Find something they like. Find something that's awesome We call that zeal. So many Christians find something they're good at, find something they like, find something that gets exciting, find a season of life where they thrive. So many Christians excited, find the Lord, love the Lord, serve the Lord, quit my job, get a new job. Yes, work Sundays. So many Christians. I'm going to read the Bible. Genesis. Exodus. Leviticus. Numbers. I'm going to start in the New Testament this year. Matthew. Mark. Luke. John. Romans. Whoa. I'm going to read backwards. Revelation. Revelation. We are a flighty people. Um, Our faith is not supposed to be a match. Our faith is supposed to be a candle. Slow. Steady. In it for the long haul. I do not see the Proverbs 31 human doing that. Don't do that this year. If God has given you the power of His Spirit, you need to understand He is the light of the world. He calls you to be the light of the world. And He expects you to just do your thing. If all the power went out, if everything came unraveled, would this candle care? Wouldn't even... wouldn't even flicker. You wonder why I get hot up here. You see how that thing is not even moving? But even if it did, it'll be okay. The Lord is the strength of your life. Be the candle, not the match. Resolve to be that kind of person this year. Slow, steady, faithful. Slow, steady, faithful, fear, and love the Lord. Be excellent whatever season of life you are in. But don't forget, you have a responsibility to serve and help the needy. You'll have a great year. Stand with me. Let's pray. The book of Proverbs taught us that fearing and loving God is the wisest life that there is. Fearing and loving God is the wisest course of action. Fearing and loving the Lord your God is a life sentence. Not to be lived flippantly, shallowly, seasonally, but forever. Bow your head and close your eyes. Where do you need to change this year? How do you need to grow this year? Do you fear the Lord the way you should? Do you fear him so much that you love him? Do you fear him in a way that you want to run and hide from him? That's wrong. Do you fear the Lord so much that you're willing to approach him? Now we're on to something. Do you fear the Lord so much this year that you want to read his word and learn to pray. Do you fear and love the Lord enough to reevaluate your finances and your priorities? Do you fear and love the Lord enough to be transparent with your kids, to tell them they need to start something or stop something? Do you fear and love the Lord enough this year to reevaluate your career? God, we come to you this first Sunday of the year 2024, and we say, be our God this year. If you prosper us, help us not forsake you. If you challenge us and we suffer, help us not curse your name. Help us to burn a steady, bright faith. We trust you, God, and whatever you bring this year. In Jesus' name we pray.
2: Lord, the light of your love is shining In the midst of the darkness shining Jesus, light of the world, shine upon us Set us free by the truth you shine on me shine present from the shadows into your radiance by the blood I may into your brightness search me try me consume all my darkness shine on me shine So our face is display
0: today we will be having our annual members meeting where we review our finances from last year approve the budget for the upcoming year but we are also doing a big church-wide lunch it's going to be a soup and chili lunch we're asking you to bring a side or a dessert and the meeting with the members will be at about 12:30, so right after church we're going to do that it's two weeks from today it'll be in the bulletin more information in the bulletin next week so I just wanted to get that on the record two weeks until our annual members meeting the benediction verse for today is from one corinthians 15 verse 58 therefore my beloved brethren be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the lord knowing that your toil in vain or your toil is not in
2: vain in the lord